0: Hello and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to our recap and review and definitely not rambly commentary of The Bear and the
1: Nightingale. Book one of the Winter Night Trilogy by Catherine Arden. This is cool. This is very cool. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't really know what was going on here for the first hundred or so pages. Like, I got it. Me too. Like it came around, but I
0: kept expecting ninety degree turns, and then we just kept going straight.
1: Yeah, we were going straight, and um, I, I just, I guess for the first like hundred or so pages, I, I, just didn't really know where the story was going. I think that's why <laughs> that first chapter was there. It kind of like gave the the story at least oh, some direction. Story? Yeah, right. I kind of knew that at some point like Frost was going to come back into play, and right, like, they, she, like she wouldn't have written that story. And then just never mentioned anything that happened mm-hmm. again. And, and the kids so, also
0: like shared meaningful
1: looks. <laughs> they shared so many meaningful looks. Yeah. And I was surprised that that was chapter one and
0: not the prologue. Cause that was definitely a prologue. Yeah. Maybe they don't have those in Russia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I like this a lot. Um, especially like it really ramps up quite a bit. Oh man. Like so much. It yeah, kind of and it got into horror territory there. Oh, for I was a just little. gonna say, really? that. yeah, yeah. Like, I was gonna say we get some genre changes. Yeah, it, it gets really, really dark. Um, I yeah. was kind of. Have you ever seen uh, the witch? No, I don't think I have. Okay, so yeah, type it in your phone. Go watch that movie. Is it scary? It sounds scary. It's pretty weird,
0: <laughs> but it kind of right. gave me the
1: same vibe. And not, it's not as like the, the witch is like way darker than this. But just kind of like that that rural like very intensely uh like spiritual and religious kind of like vibe okay um, where everything is i kind of i mean obviously uh pyotr his whole estate like they seem to have m- money they're not like destitute or anything and that's kind of the way that, the witch is but okay. it's just, it's just i guess kind of got like that same vibe where like i didn't i couldn't really get a super hard grasp on like what the magic of this situation was and what And I liked it. I really liked that. It was very, it was all very mysterious. Like I didn't know to what extent we were going to be dealing with what exactly. Really cool.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like when were these books
1: written? Uh, 2017, I think is when the first book came out.
0: Okay. Well, they felt very classical in that, like I knew they were written in the last five, 10 years, but um, they felt very classical in, like you mentioned, they don't go, they don't do a lot of world building. And I mean, of course it's our world, but it's not at the same time. And it feels much
1: like
0: it. No, you know, Um, and there's magic, but it doesn't really matter. Like in Lord of the Rings, you're never like, and this is the way that the magic works. And the Balrog is the Balrog because, you know, I mean, you probably get a little bit of that in the Silmarillion, but not throughout the course of the book, and it's fine. It doesn't really retract anything from the
1: story, and this was the same way. No, I kind of like that sense of mystery that was kind of like hanging over everything. Yeah, and then
0: when they do describe the magic, it's I liked how uh, it is described.
1: It it all feels like it's it's very much from Vasya's perspective. Like, we only know as much as Vasya knows. Right. I did like Dunya a lot, though. Yeah. Dunya was very... fit the role of the kind of aged, very, very wise kind of knows what's best for everybody i did know early on she was gonna die yeah
0: i was like yeah. mother figure who's not an asshole dead right yeah
1: just <laughs> yeah. like any any book worth its salt you yeah, gotta you kill off have the smartest person parents. in the room <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, obviously
0: yeah and the only one who like truly has the ear of the strongest person <laughs> in the room Piotr. i liked vasya a lot
1: yes really great character fun character and I like her relationship with um, Alyosha. They're like the two younger siblings, right? Except for Irene, yes. Irina, but um, that's later. But the two younger siblings, I feel like, always have like kind of a connection.
0: Um, okay, so the family here. Um, we've got the oldest, who is Nikolai. Yeah, and then we've got Sasha.
1: Um, I think or Olga. N- I think Nikolai, Olga, Sasha. Okay, Alyosha and aliashka everything yeah we'll get to that <laughs> i uh, missed so many k's dude. we're <laughs> trying we're trying here uh and then vasya and then those are those are all marina's kids and who's then less Ale- A- he's the one that gets on the horse
0: of the um, guy that she's going to be married to Kyrill.
1: oh that's oh you're thinking of um of nikolai's uh, son that's oh, that's yeah. Nikolai's son, right? Yeah, and then oh, he comes. So he comes nephew. in later, totally. Got and it. don't worry, everybody listening, we're gonna do a recap. But this, I, I'm kind of excited to just kind of like ramble about this because this book is definitely a lot different than stuff I've been reading lately. This is really different. This is very fairy tale like, but it's dark. It's a dark fairy yeah. tale.
0: Yeah, and it was cool to hear creatures that I'm familiar with. You know, like
1: the Leshy and the um, the Rusalka. And I've heard Dumovoy right. before, but before, but I didn't know what that was. Yeah, I wonder how much of this. Um, I guess Catherine Arden studied Russian literature and um, and I know that she probably has a very good grasp on a lot of different Russian story arcs, uh, story archetypes and stuff like that. but, um, yeah, I don't really know very mm. many at all. And it was nice I, to have a glossary in the back of the book to kind of flip back and see. I didn't know like maybe was she making some of these words up or were these all actual like kind of like Russian fairy tale type things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know even if like the the main story at the very beginning of the book is based off of Russian literature or Russian folklore. I haven't I didn't do research before getting up on here. (laughs) (laughs) Neither did I. But I know that I've killed a few leshies in uh, The Witcher. Yeah, your, your good old Eastern European folklore and the there's leshy, a leshy is definitely yeah oh I've yeah and that. so is a Rosalka um, mm.
0: the in if you ever get around to watching episode or season two of The Witcher
1: it's, there's a really cool leshy scene it's it's funny because like a third of the way into this book I kind of had that thought of ah what a Chad and I get ourselves into here <laughs> I wasn't super on board with it but it really does get super intense. Towards the end, and I really liked the ending of this book, and I'm very excited to get into the second one. And I actually read the back of the second one because I wanted to know. Ooh. yeah, because bold, bold move, right? But well, I mean, like vasya just kind of like fucks off. She rides off into the yeah. like to the wild <laughs> blue yonder. <laughs> yeah, and I was you know so it got me thinking. Okay, something the the, the girl in the tower, like what's that all about? Um, yeah, and I thought maybe we were going to switch to like it was a, a whole book about Olga or something. Or a whole book about Nikolai, or something. But I'm glad we're. It seems like we're going to stick with Vasya in the next one. That's cool. I think so, and I hope
0: so. Also, we need to make a decision because I looked up a few of the names in Russian to see how they're pronounced, and Olga is actually Olya. Ah. Do
1: we want to Olga or Olya? Well, we should say Olya oh, yeah, if that's how you pronounce it's, it. I'm I'm quite certain that's how well, it's pronounced. Uh, will pronounce pronounced it Olya. Oh, yeah, oh, I'll yeah. try my very best. Yeah, I was you listening. I had I had this on audiobook, um, and I listened to a little bit of the audiobook, but I kind of preferred I preferred reading it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, the language in the book is also different than what I've been reading. Um, yes. It's very. It gets pretty purple sometimes. Not explain a, that. Like purple prose, like um just like flowery kind of, you know Oh yeah, okay uh, like it's
0: fantasy or it's, not, fan- not it's a like problem. it's like fairy Yeah, not a
1: problem at all. But I kinda had to get into that groove. Yeah. Right? Um because most of the stuff that I read is fairly utilitarian, like Orwellian prose. And so like kind of settling down into this, you know, it kinda reminded me, um like Madeline Miller kinda writes in a similar mm-hmm. way. Um, but this is even like to an even more intense degree sometimes. Even down to kind of like sentence structure and and even like dialogue tags and things like that. I was noticing all of that. Interesting. One thing she does really well in her writing is describing
0: movement, especially of um, Vasya. She she's so graceful and elegant, and she's constantly like flitting around. And I really, especially like her description of her getting in and out of trees. She's always (laughs) just like so flippant about it. You know, she'll be way up there, and then she just like drops like haphazardly <laughs> like almost as an afterthought like swings off one lands on her feet and she's off like a cat you know just like ooh,
1: cool yeah really immersive writing
0: yeah very very awesome job you mentioned um, about a third of the way in being like eh, and the thing that made me not eh because i was kind of getting there was the in- invention of anna when she brought got brought into the tale because right. there was like a like an enemy i could kind of be like yeah screw that person she's mean you know <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess that is kind of a, a good turning point. Kind of, I didn't really think about it. Um, for for me, it was when the like when Constantine shows up. Oh, that yeah. was that was kind of when, like, it, it, you know, in tandem with Anna or Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. You know, you know, you, it's, <laughs> it's like I could tell immediately. Okay, these are kind of, uh, if not antagonists, kind of like the the other the other part of the conflict equ- equation that we mm-hmm. needed because up until then it was just. Like this family, it's kind of doing stuff. There's like don't marriage, marriages, and, and like politics and Moscow. And yeah, uh, well, I know, that, <laughs> yeah, like your 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 nephew is older than your son. And if you don't get a, if you don't like nip that in the bud, then we're going to have to, you're going to have to marry off. Like, and it was just like, the okay, women what the can't write horses. What
0: are you doing? <laughs> yeah,
1: great. I'm really glad we picked this series. I think it's Me a too. really good bridge between Greenbone, which we just finished and uh, we're going to read Warbreaker, and then we're going to read Books of Babel. Mm. And I think this is just like a really nice kind of like right in between. Totally. They're all so unique in different styles from each other.
0: Okay, so two things before we get into the first synopsis. First, I really thought the story was going to take a right angle when she goes into the forest, she gets lost, and she stumbles across uh, Medved for the first time. And yeah. we'll get into this in detail later, but I thought that she was going to be like in a magical realm period for the rest of the book all the other characters peacing out gone totally i thought it was like narnia boom she's out uh and then totally not and then um the other thing it's kind of large picture thing was um at the end of the book she rides off like i thought the story with this storyline was going to go throughout all three books and it doesn't appear As if it's going to do that, which I'm kind
1: of stoked on. Yeah, I don't think I would have wanted to hang out in this region of the forest for like three books. I'm glad that that's not, that doesn't seem like what's going to happen. Yeah. It was just a very self-contained story. I mean, I feel like you could almost read this as a standalone. Oh, absolutely you could. Yeah, which I like that. Like, I mean, we're not going to do that, obviously, but I like that feeling a lot.
0: They gave us one... Maybe one mystery. I th- maybe there's more than I'm missing, but there's one mystery that I'm like, what? And did I don't know maybe if you caught it at right at the end when um the battle's ending and Molkolski, not Molokolsky. <laughs> <laughs> Mol- co- the cocktail. Um Morosco, thank you. Yeah. When Morosco rides off, he has someone on the horse with him that she can only
1: see out of the corner of her eye yeah i didn't know what that like, was all who about is that? yeah oh is that her dad that he's coming to get no because her dad was we'll talk about it at the end of the episode okay, let's okay, get into okay. the recap yeah okay we're, um, let's do it thanks for bearing with us everybody i just uh it's a lot i like this this is cool mm-hmm. i don't know if i've ever read like a fairy tale like is it like a serious one you know that scared me too it's fucking dark chad (laughs) like like, that was i mean you're talking about right turns and there was just like a couple of moments where i was just like jeez oh my god in the church yeah icon turning oh i hope the next couple of them are kind of spooky me too we'll see okay here we go all right we're doing our job The book begins with Dunja telling a story to the children of Piotr and Marina. The story is about a young woman named Marfa being bestowed riches by Frost after waiting alone in the woods. Marfa's stepmother becomes jealous and sends her own daughter out to the forest where she complains of the cold and is left to die. Marina tells her husband Piotr that she is pregnant with another child. Pyotr is skeptical of her ability to carry it to term, but Marina insists the child will have some kind of magic, much like Marina's mother. Despite warnings from Dunya, Marina has her daughter and names her Vasilisa, but dies right after. Years later, with her powers beginning to manifest, Vasya runs off into the forest and gets lost. The light of the day fades back at the house, and Vasya has not come back from the forest where she was last seen. Not common, since she always comes back before dark. Pyotr goes out to find her. While lost in the woods, Vasya comes across a man called Medved, sleeping on the forest floor. Medved tells her to come with him when Morozko arrives and tells Medved to sleep, which he immediately does. Vasya runs off into the woods. Upon Vasya's safe return, Sasha counsels his father to remarry as Vasya needs a strong woman to raise her. Pyotr takes his two eldest sons, Kolya and Sasha, to Moscow to speak with Ivan Krasny. In addition to a wife of his own, Pyotr is seeking a suitable husband for his daughter Olya. Sasha visits a nearby monastery and is invited to live there as a monk should he wish to do so. Pyotr agrees on two conditions, that Sasha not talk to the monk again before making his decision, and that he wait until after next year's harvest so he has a full year to think about it. We are given a chapter from the perspective of young Anna Ivanova, daughter of the grand prince, desperate to join a convent so she can live in a church and avoid the demons she sees. Ivan tells her that she will be marrying Pyotr and will go north with him. Pyotr sees a strange man in the market but quickly gets back to searching for gifts for his children. The perspective shifts to this stranger, Morozko, who sees a thief trying to steal his horse. His horse doesn't move, and the man clearly does some magic to freeze the would-be thief's throat, telling him that he can live for now, but one day he will come for the thief and kill him. Morazko attends the feast later that evening. At the feast, Pyotr is informed by Ivan of his politically motivated marriage with Anna. Pyotr cannot refuse. As Pyotr and his sons are departing for home, Morazko succeeds in entrapping Kolya. To keep his son alive, Pyotr promises to gift his daughter Vasya with a single jewel of brilliant silver blue, which Morozko insists she receive. Fearful for his daughter's safety, he is hesitant, but as Kalia begins to lose more blood with a knife at his throat, Morazko promises it will cause her no harm. Pyotr agrees. After arriving home, Pyotr gives Dunya the necklace and she decides to wait until Vasya is older to give it to her. Anya begins spending more time in the church, as it is the only place she doesn't see the many demons on Pyotr's estate. As time passes, Vasya begins talking to the spirits she sees, and some start talking back. She befriends the spirit of the horses, and also a rasalka, the spirit of the nearby lake. She saves a boy from being eaten, and afterwards promises to visit the rasalka and believe in her if she won't eat any more people. The rasalka agrees. Anna imposes her beliefs on the estate by empowering a new arrival to the community, the priest Constantin, an ambitious man deeply committed to ridding the villages of their traditional superstitions. Constantin forbids the peasants from leaving offerings for the household spirits. Anna upholds this rule on her new family as well. Constantine prophesies increasing cold, harvest failure, famine and death, for those who refuse to abandon their old beliefs prophecies that allegedly come to him straight from the divine the coldest winter in recent memory hits the town fewer people put food out for the spirits which has negative effects making folk short-tempered and quick to anger the winter gets worse and two children die of cold the night one of them dies vasya sees a terrifying shadow with cold ice blue eyes leaving the house She does what she can to bring apples and honey wine to the spirits and lessens the pain for everyone. As winter intensifies, wood begins burning faster than normal. Wolves are spotted in abnormal regions. Vasya befriends the wind, who tells her she will leave and ease everyone's suffering because of Vasya, but that the wind is not what Vasya should fear. Dunya is visited by Morozko in a dream, saying it is time to give Vasya the crystal. Dunya manages to convince him to wait one more year before taking her. The winter ends due to Vasya's help. I really enjoyed
0: the introduction and kind of evolution of the Constantine character in the beginning. Because I was just really confused about him. I was like, oh, he's like a goodly man. Maybe he'll be like someone who, maybe he'll be the old man that, comes along and teaches her her ways her magical ways and
1: then very quickly i was like (laughs) no he's not that you've read so many fantasy books (laughs) oh man (laughs) you know she needed that to happen all right a gandalf character yeah exactly i was like maybe
0: and then i was like oh no 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 we've got our ourselves a um a bad guy here then he wasn't that but he kind of was i just really liked how he came into the story and what he was doing and he's Kind of got a little bit of magic on his own, you know. During the first sermon that he gives, the people he describes the people as leaving like dazed.
1: He's just like a fear, a fear salesman. Yeah, he has a real intense effect on this village. Yeah, and I mean, coupled with Anna, Anna is wicked stepmother, just through and through. Dude, the worst. <laughs> like, I love how like just the wicked stepmother trope. We're going for it. We're going hard. Oh, with hard Anna. into it. Who also just happens
0: to have a daughter that she loves way more than the other daughter.
1: But you know what? If I got transported against my will and married to someone I didn't know, and got like ridden up to the to the forest and shoved out there away from everything I ever knew, and I had a plan together, oh, right? Dude. Like she had a be wearing My RBF. To go... all like time. she she she's out there. She's seeing more demons than she ever thought she would. They're <laughs> actually. And wasn't it like. Didn't wasn't the line like here. They were looking back at her because yeah. in Moscow, that was creepy. That was that really was creepy because creepy. in Moscow, she was just seeing them. But in this village, they're looking back at her and she's just like, yeah. ah, I fucking hate this place. <laughs> like, Why is that? Do you think do you think it's because like I got the um, I, I kind of thought it was because they're like more wild and maybe more yeah, in touch. Totally. Yeah, okay. they're they're out in the in the sticks. Mm-hmm. This fitting with a fairy tale setting, you know, the magic is probably a little bit more voluminous. <laughs> Voluminous? I don't know like, there's more magic there's more <laughs> there's more magic in this forest and obviously like oh, Morozko yeah. and Medved are out here too
0: yeah and it even mentions that you know Medved can't leave the forest and, and specifically this forest you know it's not just like out in the sticks they mentioned that Medved is stuck to this forest and I'm assuming that he's the The demon the spirit of plague war pestilence and famine you know everywhere not just in this forest but he's stuck in this one which you know would really
1: bring your property value down (laughs) i mean (laughs) i i I found myself wondering maybe i missed it somewhere in my reading but why this forest it's not mentioned no okay and that's you know that is kind of um that's what you get sometimes when you're reading Uh, this kind of like dark fairy tale stuff is it's going to glance over some of that kind of thing. And maybe we're so used to reading epic fantasy where a lot of things are fleshed out and kind of spoon fed to us. But Mm -hmm. I I was kind of looking for that. I was kind of like, is there some kind of and maybe it's Vasya. And I think that Catherine Arden did a good job with that initial conversation between Marina and Piotr about Marina's um, mom Mm -hmm. or grandmother or something um, being like magical. Just right a little ethereal woman just flips yeah. out of the forest one day is all like yeah good just, looking and exotic so i guess like vasya is kind of the uh like the conduit you know but yeah i just i kind of asked ask that a few times because if they're like spirits is th- are they just spirits of like this chunk of the russian wilderness well it mentions at the very end
0: um when she calls spirits to her that all of the house spirits came so yeah, i'm assuming there's a spirit of the hearth and a spirit of the bath for every house not yeah. just theirs they didn't just happen to get like
1: the spirit of the bath in their bathhouse so there's like, really like this backwoods uh little barony according to this kind of like russian folklore are there spirits of every horse like stables and every um... i think so OK, except anyone for, that's worth its salt, except for Morozko and Medved, who are like the capital S spirits of death. And yeah, um, yeah, I don't think there's okay. like a
0: spirit of winter in by county. <laughs> I think it's I just like the spirit that's, of the winter. I think I'm thinking way too hard about it. Oh, no, I think this is exactly <laughs> how hard that we need to think about it. Now, the one thing that we she does kind of give herself a little bit of like, OK, fine, um, is when you go to his home later that it's just kind of she's like where am i he's like everywhere but nowhere at the end of everything okay that's not really stuck to this forest
1: you know (laughs) we'll we'll get into that that was really cool okay so i have a question okay one one part that i just wasn't super in there for was um when vasya is in the woods and she sees a man sleeping on the ground or just like in in the forest that's that's Medved. that's that's the bear yep why is he sleeping uh, that's because Morozko put him to sleep.
0: He bound him, whatever the <laughs> heck, we get zero explanation of binding, <laughs> but he bound him maybe to the tree. Okay. Maybe to the tree, I don't know. But um, he bound him some- to something and he is sleeping and he comes awake sometimes, you know, like a bear. That's why he's the bear. And then he, you know, causes some mischief and then goes back to sleep. But this time he like awakens capital A.
1: Okay, okay, okay. So... Why does Morazko seem to have this power over Medved? And by extension, why is Medved getting stronger? Is it just that because is... time is passing? And like, like why is, why is Morazco's kind of like hold over Medved? Is it because of Vasya? I think in the whole book, those, that was kind of the thing that I just didn't really understand. I think it could have been, I, here's my answer. And I think it was poorly represented or it could have been clearer.
0: And maybe I just missed it. Maybe it was really clear. But I think that it's because belief in the spirits overall is declining. So I think it's like, because oh, m- many yeah, times yeah, they're like, we need, and- yeah, like we need, um, you know, hmm. um, little little gifts and stuff. We need to be fed and we need to give little offerings. And I think that's happening kind of worldwide, even though we just get a little chunk of it. Um, and then it really starts happening because of constant um, Constantine. Okay. Yeah. So like that kind of was it, but I mean, is that, you know, it it would seem like comparatively, you know, if they're the, they're the frost and like war thing for everywhere, it would seem like their little chunk of land would have a very little effect on the overall offering level. So I feel like we could have got a little bit more like, and the world is putting magical things behind them and forgetting their past
1: or something like that. You know, there could have been a line like that that cleared that for me. And that's a theme in in all kinds of different, folklore all over the world is that gods are only as strong as the people that believe in them Mm -hmm. Um, i've seen that in all kinds of fantasy books uh, fairy tale type stories and everything like that whenever there's gods involved their power is it definitely hinges very much on uh, in this case it's offerings yeah but in a lot of other cases and offerings i guess you could uh, by extension like call that belief because you wouldn't leave yeah. offerings for something. Yeah, and like you didn't prayers are
0: sometimes like a food to them, you
1: know, and they can like actually die in some stories if they're not mm-hmm. ever getting prayed to. And it's funny because I feel like that is almost a trope and it's been used so much, but it was used really well in this book. Yes. It was yeah, subtle. And-
0: yeah yeah it was subtle and also not subtle when she's like cutting herself and like feeding it to the dumavoy <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> which is just so such a great word i just like saying dimavoy. the Mavoy. the dumavoy just sounds like great okay so i have a question for you the last names of everyone really threw me i was looking for some consistency you know we like patterns as as humans here and i'm always looking for them and all the kids seem to have last names so my I think that they kind of have like in in Hebrew, um, you know, like Jewish culture, you used to not have a last name. You had your first name, and then your last name would be, um, son of your father. And so, you know, it would be you know bar like bar mitzvah and bat uh, bar is son of bat is so I would be Chad oh, I didn't know bar John yeah I'd oh. be Chad my dad's name is John so bar John um hmm. and even if you start looking at it you'll start seeing a lot of last names that have bar and bat in them well that's because you know that's a thing and that's pretty with that's the same with a lot of cultures i think and i think you know there's definitely a difference in the last names between uh peter's daughters and his sons and you know like the the, dmitry the prince of the the son of the grand prince was named dmitry ivanovich and i think
1: maybe ovich means son of because it's ivan ovich right um i'm not sure i don't know really much about russian naming conventions yeah um, did you notice i'm sorry i couldn't really answer that question no but that's like, okay did, did you notice uh, how often people used uh, people's full names yes yeah and they'd
0: be like i'm busy right now <laughs> yeah like there
1: would just be like it's like you know it, it was almost like um it's like when you when you like your parents are mad at you mm-hmm. you know and like so like my middle name is scott so my mom would be like evan scott you know what i mean and and He's kind of like my formal name when when they were mad at me. Um, is it kind of like that? It's like you're you're almost like emphasizing the name by saying right. uh, "Piotr Vladimirovich" instead of yeah. I feel like er- your name has power, like mm. or like I when need that full attention. Like later in the book, when that that villager from like a couple like like a two days ride away or whatever comes and says his village is on fire, uh-huh. um, he kind of comes in and says Pyotr Vladimirovich," um, like. My village is on fire, you know, like right. maybe it's it's kind of like uh, a term of like respect or something like that. I don't really know much about Russian uh, naming conventions at all.
0: Me neither, but I would like to know. Um, and they also like they have the first name, which is like, yep, we're just talking. And then a little bit more extreme, poignant
1: talking first and last name. And then almost everyone has a nickname as well. Yeah, it's like a like a um, a familiar kind of more intimate name. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's like a little Nikolai pet name. Nikolai is Kolya.
0: Yeah, cool, yeah, right. And then uh Vasily Vasilisa is obviously Va- Vasya, and then Aloshka was
1: Liashka. Not not really shortening that too much. Yeah, I know. like some of them, <laughs> like it's just, I'm not just like it's Ash- just a, You just have two names that are equally as long as each <laughs> Aloshka <other. laughs> and Lashka, like you just, just go <laughs> with Ashka, maybe. <laughs> but yeah,
0: so there's like there's like Nikolai Petrovich, then there's um Vasilisa Petrovna so it's like well but they're brother and sister by the same mom and yeah, dad i don't know so like maybe really. one saying this is my mom One saying this is my dad for a while. I thought that it was order the order. Like I'm first son, second son, but I don't think that's right.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that there's something that we're missing here. And maybe mm-hmm. on the next episode, because um, Chad and I just fit, like finished this book today and we hopped on and started doing the podcast. So on the next episode, let's uh let's just make sure to kind of research that. And then we can talk. Yeah, about I
0: will. Cause they do say um, even, and this even confuses me more, but Aliashka, his last name is Vlad, Vladimirovich, which is uh, the same as Piotr, I believe. So oh, it's really confusing.
1: <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. Um, When we first started this, that was another thing that kind of threw me a little bit. And I was it was one of those other things that gave me pause and mm. made, me, made me think, okay, what did we just get ourselves into? But the naming wasn't really that difficult for no, me. No, once I got it, I got it. Honestly, I had more trouble with the names in the Greenbone saga.
0: Yeah, and certainly with there were more well, characters Lichinius. in that
1: one. Oh yeah, Lycanius was rough. Yeah. Uh, but... Darius, Devin, do you? R... <laughs> there's so many D names. So many D names. Let's let's try to remember also that there's two more books here, and we probably we might get answers later. I think uh, it, this book felt so much like a standalone that I think we might want more answers than we're even ready to get here. Yes. So I just wanted to throw that caveat. And she's in going there. out. Yeah, to see yeah, the world. So yeah. I think we're gonna see the world with her. I hope so. Anyway. Um,
0: okay, this this is a two parter um first was were these books written in Russian
1: no I don't think so no
0: they weren't okay because Catherine say, Arden
1: is uh, American I think okay
0: I was gonna say good on the translator whoever that was if, it, if they were
1: <laughs> I don't think so no okay I mean okay. they might have been translated later to Russian
0: okay um and then the other thing is I was trying to figure out is this during like
1: the Ivan the Terrible like 14th fifteenth hundreds? Period of I time, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of pegged it at like fort like 15th century, probably. Yeah, Ivan
0: I've the Terrible, I believe, was like late 1400s and then okay. in the middle 1500s. And he was also a grand prince, but I thought that that was just their word for king, but I don't think so. I think it's their word for king being put in place by the actual ruler who's the Khan. They mentioned right. the Great Khan and then the Golden Horde. Is that Genghis Khan I think so yeah. or I mean I guess the Mongols always just called their Kings Khan so it could have been any of the it Khans. could have been any
1: of the Khans because okay Genghis a... Khan was ruler of the Mongol Empire in the 13th century okay so maybe this is 13th century So it's probably like his great great-grandfather well Ivan I'm not, I don't know but Ivan the Terrible I think was Ivan the IV? fourth let me look that up was Ivan the Terrible the one that would put people on spikes I believe so. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> terrible. That's, that's yeah. why he impaled. No wait. Or was that Ivan the Impaler? Oh, well, <laughs> probably. I'm guessing probably the Impaler. Or was uh... it both? <laughs> that's the go- oh, let's see this here. for <laughs> I type in Ivan the Terrible, and like every horrible person ever comes up right alongside it. Yes, Ivan Fourth. Vassilevich. Oh, so he was the fourth. Nice. Ivan Aha. the Terrible. 1533 to 1547. Okay. Grand Prince and then Tsar of Russia from fifteen forty
0: seven to fifteen. I think he was the
1: first Tsar, Tizar, however,
0: Tsar. Well, there's the Csars and then the Tsars, right? So it's like are those words both <laughs> what? There's C S C Z A R and then there's T Z-A-R, and they're both different things. There's oh, the Czars and then the Tsars. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Um, but I wonder if he led a revolution or something and became the actual king or because um, in this article, Ivan the Terrible is referred to as the Grand Prince as well, which means like Grand Prince is like, yeah, you you rule, but
1: like mm, you're not the ruler. It's kind of cool that I mean, may, this could be just our ignorance of Russian history and um, like Russian folklore and literature and stuff. But I kind of liked how it wasn't dipping in and out into you know like hard russian history or anything like that yes. it kind of just lent more mystery to everything that i just didn't really know what year it was and didn't really know it felt more like a fantasy to me mm-hmm. yeah it didn't feel like literary fiction with like this kind of like there's some ghosts in here bah. Yeah, I fully agree with you and her decision to do that. Like we can Google it, which we are doing
0: if we want to know, which I do. But yeah, they would have removed me from the story if we got into this big old history lesson. You know, just the little spices of being like, oh, okay, cool. There's a little place setting for me. You know, there's a Mm -hmm. there's a there's a star in the constellation so I can kind of see where I'm at in the sky.
1: I mean, this kind of stuff is really fun when it is our world. But it's also we're supposed to believe that these spirits are real. Mm -hmm. It's, It's cool. Like, I, I like this kind of stuff.
0: Me too. And uh, I like how whenever you're looking at it from, um, um whenever you're looking at it from Vasya's perspective, they're called spirits. And then whenever you're looking at it from Anna's perspective, they're demons.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good catch there.
0: Yeah, it was just like, okay, cool, cool. It was just like, you get a little window into that person's thought by the words they use. And
1: I just like it when authors do that. Okay, so one of the things that I really enjoyed about this first half that we just recapped is the description of how winter is getting worse. Mm. I, I thought some of it was just, it was so good. Like the, the wood taking, the wood burning way faster than normal. I loved that. I thought that was so cool. Like these wolves showing up and you know, you can just feel how stressed out this village is. Like everyone's being all like short with each other. Really yes. well done. And it was
0: cool that we got to see how those little things can have these ripple effects. Like, it's not just like everyone's in a bad mood because there's like bad vapors and there's like, it's like, a, it's like a oh, magic fill all what we don't know. It's magic. Well, it was like, no, they're like doing little specific things like the woods burning faster. And that's making everybody have to work harder. Mm-hmm. And that's leading to less of that. And this of this, and then now everyone's mad. And it's, it's like domino effect of just things. It was really cool that like, she did it that way. I, I just really like that. It made a lot of sense too. So one thing that I really liked was Vasya has a conversation with the, I forget its name, but the, the stable spirit, the horse one. And it's like, she's asking it questions like really big philosophical, like who are you? What are you? Where do you come from? And it's like, eh, it's like really nonchalant about the whole thing. It's like, well, you know, I'm called that because I am. And she's like, well, are you the horse? It's like, I'm the horses and the horses are me, you know? Like, <laughs> And it was just like, he almost never thought of it. He was like, well, I just am. Yeah. but does it matter? Like, these were weird questions. <laughs> yeah. the uh, I liked all of, I liked the Rasalka. They were just lot. very much not human. And I liked them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to applaud Vastia for not being very judgmental. You know, like the Rasalka definitely ate
1: people. <laughs> definitely.
0: You know, if you ate a bunch of people before we were friends, it'd be Knowing that about you, it would be hard for me to like bridge that gap. You know, I'd be like, "Well, he's pretty nice to me. Okay, if you don't eat any more people, we'll be homies." I mean, I would take that deal for you. I would take that for deal for you too. But I mean, I applaud her ability to um, forgive. (laughs) Yeah, she seems
1: she seems really comfortable with all of this. Yeah, it's it's interesting that Anna is so terrified, right? But Vasya is very much like. All right, I grew up out here. I've seen all these things since I was a kid. Let's, this is my let's, home. Let's this let's go. Yeah, these are these are these are just m- my demons. That's <laughs> my like, demon yeah. pals, <laughs> <laughs> or spirits, as, as as she likes to call them. Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I did kind of picture them as like little yeah. little like critter type things. Yeah, like the
0: Dumbo definitely had like a super Pokemon-y vibe in my, yeah, in my head. Definitely. I was surprised when. The animal started talking. So was I. I was like, oh, they talk to now. OK, but just the horses. Nope. The birds, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Not the dog. Oh, yeah. Like, talk to the dog. Yeah. I want to talk to my dog. Yeah. I mean, I would have a lot of questions, too. And like I would immediately go and make a bird friend because that's going to be very useful for spying. Horses are so cool, though. Yeah. And they're noble. They're like such the such the animal that would talk. Yes. I, um, I mentioned her t- describing movement really well in her, um, especially when tree climbing and also in horse riding, you know, when he sees his daughter for the first time and the horse is like galloping and she's like hardly moving at all. Mm-hmm. Cause if you watch a good rider, they're like a, they're like a car, like driving over a bunch of bumps. Do so you see the wheels going crazy and the car is just like flat, you know, just yeah. like really good shocks in there. And just, it's really impressive. When, Constantine comes to the town, we start to kind of hit on the theme and it gets hit on a few more times. I thought I was going to get hit on a lot more, but we kind of get hit on this like you don't know. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier with like, you don't know what your effects, what what your actions will have in the long run. You, you throw a rock in a pond, it's making this little ripple, but you don't know that it's actually going to move the other side of the lake in a small way. Yes, but it's still going to move it. Mm-hmm. And it's not good <laughs> to damage the natural order of things, just because you don't understand something does not inherently make it bad. Um, and that was kind of a theme that got hit on multiple times, which I liked.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's got the power of the church behind him. Mm-hmm. He's overconfident when he, he's just like, this is the little village. I'll turn it around. Yeah.
0: And Anna was the embodiment of that, right. Of like the fear of the unexplainable. And
1: uh vassio was obviously the, the the vehicle of the goodness for that. its It's funny because, you kind of mentioned it earlier, and like Constantine didn't really feel like a villain. I mean, is he? He's just a confused little boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just—he he's, like, needs to get laid, dude. <laughs> like, He's—he's really—he's really trying here. But like, what I—what I, what I wanted to know is—is is, has he been being talked to by Medved this whole time? that's mm-hmm. like like right when he gets to the village is he already being because
0: before he hears the voice for the first time he has his magic speech and everyone's dazed it's coming out of there right maybe that's yeah. just
1: like his way with words i don't know that was the question that i had is just is he how, how long has he been communing with this thing because he does seem like and we'll get to this in the next recap but he does seem like pretty surprised to hear that oh, voice the first very time. surprised i think okay. yeah but i think it's, it's just more time subtle it. it's like barely kind of graze in his brain you know yeah um but then and that would make sense that he was just like this is totally like i got it like god is definitely telling me well, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta dump out all your old idols we're painting new ones we got to do this whole we got a whole new thing coming to, to the old village and can i just say for the record even if i was very high up in the church i would not go fuck with like an entire village is like idols out nah. in the middle of the fucking forest. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've seen too many movies. I'm not saying that he did it wrong. I'm just saying like, oh, you no, know, he they did didn't it have, wrong. Well, they didn't have <laughs> they didn't have like horror movies and stuff back then, right? Right. But it's just like now. I know after consuming the amount of media and horror and stuff that I have, and one of my favorite kinds of horror is like weird, kind of like out in the forest, like that movie, uh, the movie The Ritual. Did you see that? I have not seen the review. Oh my either. god, that movie is amazing. It's so it's based on an Adam Neville book. It's like these guys cool. and you sh- you should definitely go watch that movie. It's, it's scary though. Oh my god, it's so good. Um with the, it's like these four like dopey British guys just go out in like the Scandinavian forest and they start seeing all these weird Norse symbols carved into the trees and stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> dude, get the fuck out of there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like and so it's it's funny like, you know, while I'm reading it, it's like watching constantine's like overconfidence at just barreling into this village and he's already got like a huge like fan you know like rooting Mm -hmm. for him because she's just terrified of everything it's just it's Mm -hmm. such like this perfect storm of like we're gonna come in and just completely mess everything up um it was was really cool to read for sure Uh, i have
0: one more tiny little question for you before we hit the synopsis of the second part does the metropolitan ever
1: get a name or was he just called the Metropolitan? I think that's just a position, yeah. Okay, that was kind of a weird. It's like the Chamberlain. Yeah, okay. Like the, uh, I mean, that's just another, Like, that's probably some sort of... Like... I just kept thinking of the ice cream
0: um, Neapolitan. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, I just kept thinking, you know, he'll get a name eventually. And also, he—he was. I kind of thought he was going to be more of a bad dude. Like he was going to be a greater part in the books. And maybe he'll come to fruition in the later... Books because he was like, you know, at the first sign of oh this person, like Constantine, he's not like actually speaking bad about Dimitri. He just has, no. you know, if he should, then it would not be good. And the Metropolitan's like, amp, that's enough. <laughs>
1: like, well, yeah, uh, I think Moscow is going to make a bigger It's going to be a bigger deal.
0: There were um, some seeds planted there.
1: Yeah, totally. And I'm, I'm excited to see what that's all about too. Thanks, like. I don't know, like 14th century, 15th century Moscow it sounds pretty fun.
0: It it really kind of made me. I don't know. I got filled with a little bit of like Russian wonderlust because um, it's so big and there's so much forest up there and like I don't know. There's just it's terrifying. I think there's a lot, a lot of cool like corners up
1: there in the world. That did you ever see that movie The Revenant? Yes, I've seen The Revenant. So that's like one of those movies that I I watched it once and I'm never gonna watch it again. Yeah, yeah, like right? Passion of Christ because I felt like so cold. And I kind of felt that reading this book too. Like I said, Catherine Arden does a really good job at immersing you. And mm-hmm. there were there were parts of it where and, you know we, we both grew up in, in Oregon and especially Central Oregon. It gets really cold really in Central cool. Oregon. It doesn't get super cold in Portland, but it definitely drops below zero all the time in Bend. And, yeah. and I just remember like, you know, I lived in Sun River, which was like 15, 20 miles south of Bend in the middle of nowhere. So I think that's where my kind of like, I have like this weird fascination with the forest like at night in yeah this, especially in the this... winter yeah so like this book just really hit hit it's home magical. for me and there's just so many parts where i was just picturing like the way that she describes like how cold it is mm-hmm. and how how stressed out everybody is and how you know it's like someone's like sleeping on the oven and like, yeah they're, <laughs> they're just... all
0: sleeping on the oven yeah. sometimes and she did a really good job and this could only be like i think fully appreciated by someone who has lived in the cold of describing different levels of cold like everyone starts celebrating when there's big fat snowflakes and it's like well yeah they're big enough it's hot enough for those big snowflakes to form and then to stick to each other and they're not little tiny ice particles
1: um so there's like different levels of cold you know yeah there's like dry cold yeah like in here in portland we have wet cold and it sucks It's 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 soul stealing it's so bad Okay, so I think we, we attacked that whole first half pretty thoroughly. I mean, probably. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's something that we missed, but I, I feel like we we got it. Let's uh, let's head over to fair. the second. Let's head over to the second one. All right, a lot
0: of a lot of stuff happened here. So, right, me. yeah, there's a lot we want to get to <laughs> in this. Yes. one. Yes. Throughout the winter, Anna has stopped seeing demons around the house. But with winter breaking, she sees one again and tells Constantine, who admonishes her, but is troubled when he realizes that he has inadvertently drawn a woman who looks like a spirit with long hair and wild green eyes. Dunya and Piotr plot to get Vassia married. As if he marries, then her dream of the frost demon taking her away will not come true. They begin to make arrangements. Kyril, Vasya's husband-to-be, comes to marry her. But while on a boar-hunting trip, Vasya's young nephew jumps on a wild stallion, spooking it, and the stallion takes off, with Alexei on its back. Vasya jumps on Cairo's horse and saves him, but shames Cairo by taking his horse before he could. He leaves, no longer wanting to marry her. Vasya begins to receive warnings from the various spirits, telling her that death is coming, the bear is awakening. Pyotr discusses with his wife and Constantine the option of sending Vasya to a convent to become a nun. Vasya saves a lost monk in the woods who has come from Moscow to ask Pyotr if he would support the Grand Prince should he wish to rebel against the Khan so they no longer had to send tribute south. Pyotr refuses. Dunya has followed ill. After dreaming about the Winter King and knowing she is going to die soon, she gives Vasya the Blue Crystal and tells her to remember the old stories. Anna recruits her brother, and together they dig up the body of a young servant who has died and drives a stake through her mouth so it doesn't become a demon. Its eyes open wide while they do this, but it dies for good when the job is done. A man comes during the night and says that their whole village burned to death and that Piotr needs to come help. Piotr agrees, and after collecting some men from the village, he leaves. The remaining family is tormented by creatures outside the house at night, trying to come in. One of the dead things that turns out to be Dunya kills one of the horses. Constantine begins hearing a voice that he thinks is God and is told by this voice that Vasya must be removed from the forest and he is to send her away to a convent while Piotr is gone. He recruits Anna, who is more than willing, and they tell Vasya, She refuses and runs into the night. A few parents, who think she is the reason for the demons and the deaths of their children, try to tie her up, but she escapes. Vasya meets the frost demon Morozko, who heals her and tells her of his brother and enemy Medved. He gives her a bird that is now a horse, named Solovey. She returns home and learns that Constantine has given her stepmother to the bear. Her and Alyashka rush off to find her, and they find the bear at his tree. Morozko shows up, and the creatures that follow him and the spirits that Medved have turned, including the dead, begin fighting. During the battle, Vasya convinces Morozko to take Dunya to the land of the dead so she can be at peace. He agrees, but does not know when he will be able to return. Pyotr shows up and fights the bear, protecting his family. The bear asks for Vasya, and says he will leave, but Piotr offers himself instead. The bear swats him, breaking his bones, but in doing so, becomes bound, and even as he laughs, begins to shrink and becomes a small, cringing man. Morozko comes back and says it is over. Such is the strength of man. Her father's sacrifice defeats the bear. Vasya and Eliashka cradle their father as he dies. Morozko and the mare and a figure also on the mare she can only barely see out of the corner of her eye right off. Medved, with his power removed, slinks away. They bury Piotr and Anna, and she confronts Constantine with death at her side, telling him that he will die after becoming mad if he stays. Though they want her to stay, she tells her family she cannot stay in the village and is now free to roam the world. The book ends with Anna and Sorove returning to Morozko's Fir Grove, and he welcomes them with a smile, saying, Come in. The night is cold.
1: Man, why did Piotr have to die? Because we we didn't even talk about Piotr and how much of a stand-up guy he was. Man, what it, a good... It's kind of like um, uh, Ned Stark. Yeah. He was a very Ned Starky guy. Yeah, it kind of gave me that vibe, too. And, you know, I thought... I kind of saw, like we talked about, I kind of saw Dunya kind of going out, but not oh, yeah. Piotr. I really wasn't expecting that at he all. He could have stayed. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like she had to leave the village.
0: Like, the people are going to stone her at some point. Like, they're <laughs> going to have a plague or, like, someone's kid is going to fall off a wagon. They're going to be like, Who, Dunya? oh, oh, oh. Uh, Vasya.
1: Yeah, Vasya, yeah. Vasya, yeah. I know, I felt so bad for her because she's trying her best out here. I know, she's the, the know... only one actually helping. Right yeah and the village i mean but you know uh this is what this is what fear does to people you know no like good you've deed. got you've got an entire village that's dealing with i mean we went full zombies here wasn't we full zombies man, dude, that, dude, that was a terrifying <laughs> oh my god like that scene yeah. when the, like it's like it opened its eyes there and the its teeth oh yeah do you want to drive the steak in or hold the, the head like she asked it like so matter-of-factly no like, <laughs> like cracking nuts or like eating a pomegranate or i, something. Love, I love vasya she's so cool <laughs> yeah seriously like i said before i'm so glad that the next book seems i think it's like about her and yeah i, I hope um, it's just like a travel adventure book i don't know yeah the whole the front cover is her riding a horse so it's just like oh let's go like I want to see. I want to see what she gets up to for sure. I really like the soravay character too. Uh, what a
0: fun like introduction where he's like, "I'm kind of a bird." He's like, "I remember when I was born or hatched. I'm not really sure."
1: <laughs> yeah, what a cool horse. Yeah, what a cool horse. A talking horse bird.
0: A horse. A, horse bird a talking she horse needed, bird. She needed a familiar. Uh, she's kind of she could be kind of lonely, and she's not a a loner. You know, she's no. she's pretty social. Well, um,
1: so the horse is the nightingale, right? Yes. Okay. I think so. so. Morazko is not the nightingale. Uh, no, I thought about that too, but I think it's, yeah. I
0: think the bear and the nightingale sounds better than the death and the nightingale or the frost demon and the nightingale or yeah, the bear and the nightingale makes, yeah, a, make sense. it all makes sense. Sounds good. But yeah, I think that that was the impression that I got. Cause I'm pretty sure it was a nightingale that he turned into uh Sorave. Okay. So the magic system though, it was not explained or get, gotten into, and as we said earlier, just, doesn't need to be but we get to learn a little bit about it and i really like the explanation he's just like no no you just like if you want to turn something into something else you just it's kind of like quantum you just like believe it it just is right. you like don't yeah. try to change it just know that it is that and it has always been that
1: yeah I and like then, that boom. A lot.
0: yeah and i think we're going to get into that a little bit i i kind of think she might have her little like um Morozko might be her old man in the woods that teaches her.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Um he seemed he seemed like he just kind of left her to I, like I was kind of worried at the at the end of the book cuz I thought he was just kind of writing off and I was happy to see that she went back to him at the very end of the book. Same. Did you sense a kind of like weird romance between them or was oh, that no. just you didn't sense that? No, okay. not at all. But I mean I wasn't really looking. I'm so so happy that constantine and Vasya weren't uh, a thing like me too it very quickly kind of touched on it to to the point where i thought maybe and then it wasn't it was very clear that that wasn't going to happen but i was just like because she like goes to his place mm-hmm. and then he's he's like he's dealing with a lot so oh, he's, he, he's just like, <laughs> he like he like he's just like you gotta just just go and um i i don't know for some reason i felt like <laughs> I don't know. I'm so glad that 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 didn't happen. That's though. an understatement. And maybe um, maybe maybe it was just my reading of it, and that was never the auth the author's intention was for me. To oh, he think was that. in love with her. I knew yeah, that. I think it but, was. I knew that, but um, I just didn't. I didn't want anything. To I didn't want him to touch her. <laughs> like no. Just nothing. Just I wanted yeah. Constantine to just die. Mm-hmm. Like he was getting. He was getting too too much. Way too I gotta, much. I am one thing. I. One thing I wanted
0: to see that I didn't, that I I would have really just enjoyed was him getting tuned up a little bit. Like, okay, they pulled a prank on him at the end, but like, okay, cool. He was scared for 20 minutes and he leaves town. Like, let's, you know, toss him around between some dragons in the sky
1: or something. Like, singe him, lose a finger. I don't know, something. You know what part I thought was really cringy? What? (laughs) It's okay. Maybe not cringy, but just like, I had kind of like an eye roll moment. Where I was just like, "Oh God, like oh, I... Jesus," <laughs> and it was silly of me. But like when she's when she's trying to braid Silverboy's hair, <laughs> I was I... just like, "Can we move on? We're like at the end of this book." I was also wondering, I was like, what's the purpose here? And I think I it was just character, it was like we're yeah, seeing character such, development
0: and like yeah, some banter.
1: I'm, that's me being a dick. <laughs> like, oh, dude, it was
0: super eye-rolly also, though. Yeah. I was like, okay, we get it. She, he's, the tail too? Like, alright, we get it. Okay, he's like concerned about his <laughs> enemy, I like guess. Such a
1: good horse voice. Yeah. <laughs> the tail too? <laughs> My <not> tail too? <laughs> okay, okay, moving on, moving on. <laughs> but yes it
0: totally was oh something i really liked that was cool was the again visual explanations on point was the visual description or rather
1: lack thereof kind of of his house where it's both a forest and a house yeah i noticed that too is he even mentions he's like you know this is supposed to be one or the other and you're seeing both
0: yeah and he was like just
1: focus on the house part (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then it becomes a house, but then like a horse walks in, and you're like, how the horse come in the door? Oh, well, it's like a forest then. It's a forest horse house. Yeah, it's forest horse house. <laughs> um, a character that I want to know more is the mayor. Yeah, he has some. She, that's a mayor. It's it's Solovoy's um,
1: mom. Correct. Oh, I think that was mentioned. Well, I mean, it was a bird. Solovoy was bird. <sighs> I know, but then he's not a bird, and it wasn't it the mare has so- mom.
0: She mentioned something about, like, I didn't think my son something, but like, maybe was she a bird too?
1: There are two horses, correct? Can we get that clear? Oh, yeah, they're two horses, but Solovey was, was, began as a bird. So did she begin as a bird? I don't think so, but I don't. Well, then
0: how is she his mom?
1: I think it's both. I don't know. Maybe Hmm. I'm wrong, but she did say something like, I didn't know my son. Okay, whatever. (laughs) It's really not that big of a deal. But But no, um... she does say the son thing, and I was kind of confused about that. I was like, "Mm, okay. You know what's interesting is I thought Morozko was the villain of the entire thing for most of the book. Me too. Like, we I really... get warned about him multiple, multiple times. times. Yeah. And he's all mysterious and weird and in the, yeah. you know, and he's like weirdly flippant. He's like,
0: okay, but I mean, like, I shouldn't, we really shouldn't be having this battle for good and evil right now. Like, we should have waited for the wind middle of winter, but I guess we'll do it. He's like, I really should stick around and not take Dunya. And I don't know when I'm really gonna be able to come back, but no, okay, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And then he shows up. Like, I thought this was kind of weak, actually. Was Piotr dies, and then a page after he's like, I don't know when I will be coming back. No idea. And then like a page later he's like bing i'm back <laughs> oh okay i
1: don't know i like the end i thought it was good oh i really like the, the end. whole thing was, that was kind of weird yeah that part was weird but i i think it wrapped up really well like really oh, really yeah. well and I, I wasn't it's not like i expected the ending to be bad i just by the time we were kind of getting to where we were going i was definitely like where is this what's going to happen yeah here? what's the like, culmination event i felt kind of bad for anna during what part I don't know. I think Anna was the victim in all of this. Oh, oh, Anna. Yeah. I mean, no, dude, no. Really? She was
0: no. She was given a bad hand. I'll grant that for right. sure. Yeah, but she like, was already on a
1: path. She could have man.
0: risen to the occasion. I don't know. Like she had I... nothing but nice people
1: around her for three quarters of that book, and she is still <laughs> like a flaming bee. But she's having such a difficult time, like seeing demons. Like, come on. Like, if you were, if you were in that position, like. I don't know. I just I felt bad because it was just Medved basically tells Constantin, like was it Medved telling Constantin that he needs to bring a witch out into the forest? And it's like the yeah, So uh-huh. So Konstantin's just like, all right, cool, like, yeah, I'll grab Anna. And oh, then it's just uh, like so brings her out nonchalant. there. And, yeah, and just tosses her out in the forest. And She's and like it's just begging screaming yeah, yeah, hellish and, sound. So honestly, like I felt really bad for her. I felt like, like she really was just I mean, she didn't I deserve didn't, to be fed to the demon. No one deserves to be no fed one to that. a demon. Yeah. yeah, and she didn't and, deserve that fate.
0: But you know, if she would have tried at all in any capacity to have a relationship with Vasya, they could maybe, have bonded over the yeah. demon thing, and she could have been like, <laughs> "Actually, they're really nice, and yeah. you know, um, if you make
1: friends with them, you can actually like teach them cool things. They'll teach you cool things." But Anna, before they even left, was was looking for a way out, right? So like, she it, it was she was like very clear about that is that her whole plan was to go to a convent so she wouldn't have to deal with this anymore. Mm -hmm. And then, so, so it's like, she's, now she's forced to go up North and she's seeing even more of them. And so she's kind of like making the best of the situation that she knows how to almost. Right. Mm. By like, by joining the best, not making, (laughs) she's, she's, she's doing everything in what she believes to be her power to like stop having to deal with, you know going crazy right. basically so you know like constantine is like a uh, a source of comfort and reassurance for her and so i just i just felt bad you know and it's like and i like and when when that kind of comfort and reassurance gets flipped over and she gets betrayed like that in that way it's just ah like ah. yeah it was rough but then
0: you know things like dressing she was awful She like, was awful like she's dressing yeah. her own daughter up nicer than vasya when the her husband to be is coming in you know just little petty things she's just a petty person and you know yes she had a lot hard lot in life and let's just like throw a ginormous bone out to every woman in this universe or time period of like forced marriage oh gosh man what a what a terrible and they're all like super old and like oh just mentioned multiple times yeah they have to marry her. super old yeah Yeah, i kind of thought Piotr was gonna be like no man she's like I kind of 16. thought she was like,
1: yeah, like the same age as Vasya, almost. Um, I think that she. Uh, it mentions the like um, Nikolai and um, Sasha are both kind of like. Dude, she's like barely older than we are.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then he, Pieter even recognizes, and this was I was kind of like, come on, Piotr, rise above it, man, because he was like, if he even says to himself, if she was my son, I would be applauding, I would be like lauding her sword or uh, her horsemanship. He's like, but she's the daughter, so I'm gonna beat her. Literally,
1: yeah, like, not gonna do that at all. <laughs> yeah,
0: um,
1: yep. I have a question. the The whole sequence where Dunya dies, what was going on there? What was that all about? Like, I did did yeah. a zombie did a zombie like come into the house? Medved in, did. Medved came in the house. Okay, yes, cool. he gets I was, between him. Okay, I was just really. Um, I think I was listening to an. I was listening to it on audiobook during that part and playing a video game at the same time. So. I, there's, don't think I, I should have gone back and actually read that, but if, can you can you kind of go through that? Walk me through that. Yeah,
0: and before I do, if there's anything that I would have a little bit of criticism for, it's when there's it's when our snow globe is getting really shook up. We get it gets really confusing and kind of convoluted. Yeah, the and sometimes you jump forward. Right. Yeah, yeah, like one and one, fine. But there's multiples. It's like whoa, and then she does this forward backward thing, and you're like, what? What? Okay, it just gets confusing. Okay, so Dunya's laying on the, the stovetop, about to go. She's between two of the kids, and she's like, oh, I'm so stoked that I can just die right here on the stovetop with you guys. Nothing else to live for. I'm happy. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And A sweet and, moment. Yeah, a sweet moment. And, oh, man, it was rough what he did, what uh, <laughs> Catherine did to that moment, because uh, Vasya sees um, the, um, oh, my gosh, freaking the names the the m1 um morozka uh, Mar- uh she sees morozka come to get him and she like reaches her hand out and then all of a sudden like another shadow cuts in front and right. she has this moment where she gets really scared because she's like her spirits Oof. like leaving her body so she yeah. can see what's going on in the spirit world and she sees morozka and his one eye stitched. No, med, closed. Medved. Oh, excuse You're me. Medved. That. Thank Why you. Why did yes. both names have to start with M? dude. Yeah. <sighs> Seriously. Well, they are twins. Or, I don't know if they're twins. They're brothers. I'm a but, twin. We don't have this. Like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, lots of parents will do that. They'll be like, this yeah. one's Will and this one's
1: Phil or something like that. Oh. <laughs> 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 moving on. So, yeah, moving So, on. so Dunia's on the stovetop. She's dying. Yeah. She's stoked. And then, uh, Moroska. <laughs> she's <dying>, she stoked. <laughs> Moroska. Morozko like uh, is going for her, about yeah. To, and then Medved steps in, and it yep. scares it scares Donya, and she dies scared. Totally, right? and okay, she yeah. you know, and I think
0: she no, she she tells him before that remember the the old stories, um, because you know she definitely doesn't want that to happen to her, even though it totally does happen to her. And I think she knows that knowledge of like oh I'm about to be, zombied for sure. Uh, but like, not really, because she still has a sense of herself, right? Like um, she kind of gets called back when Vasya is like, don't you know? And she kind of calls her back to herself and she has like a moment of clarity. Um, right. And that's when um, Vasya gets Morozko M- 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 to take her, take her away.
1: Okay. Thank you for clearing yeah. that up for me. That's kind of yeah. what I thought happened, but I just, I thought for some reason that like a, uh, a risen dead had come into the house. Oh, Okay. Um, It was was a confusing scene. Mm -hmm. And then, um, did you get like a really Loki
0: vibe from Medved? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he was like a a a trickster
1: trickster. god. Yeah. Yeah. He just wants Uh, to sow um, like chaos. Discord, yeah. Yeah.
0: There was a, I like when she's like, how do you defeat him? He's like, well, you can trick him sometimes. (laughs) 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 Trick him?
1: (laughs) What? What did you think of um, Medved literally turning into a bear?
0: kind of he was like kind of bared so sometimes he would be like a person then like kind of actually a bear right i, I, I think know.
1: maybe it worked in the same way as um uh, house kind of thing where it's like both at the same time or something yeah
0: like i mean that. if i was a graphic um like a visual guy and you're making this to a movie and someone like handed me that part and was like make this i'd be like Woof. <laughs> i don't know how to do that <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be rough <laughs> um i thought it was cool it was weird because i i don't know i really like bears yeah, And I don't think of them as like, they're definitely not evil. Like they're savage and scary, but like, I don't think of them as like evil at all. So it was really hard for me to picture like an evil
1: bear. So was Morozko mortal at some point? I don't know. He kind of, he kind of mentions a few times that he had kind of like walked among people. And what was like that when he was all made? about? Because he does tell a little bit of history, but he just kind of says like way
0: long time ago, we were brothers. And then I, th- I think he was like made as a spirit. I
1: yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe we'll go. It'll go into more detail about that. Like, yeah. I want to find out more about him. And I mean, like, I don't know what the deal is with with Medved now, but I do want to find out more about Morozko. And I really hope that that's. I got like at the end of this book, I, I got kind of like like the end of Force Awakens kind of vibes, where where <laughs> like we're <laughs> like we Ren kind of like offers up the lightsaber to Luke Skywalker yeah. at the end, <laughs> which is obviously not the situation but like kind of the situation kind of yeah right? like i mean <laughs> so stupid um okay the crystal was totally um
0: um what's the word i'm looking for a um, an item that drives the story but doesn't do anything oh a MacGuffin. a MacGuffin. thank you what a MacGuffin. it didn't do anything it was like warm sometimes
1: yeah that was weird yeah like what i mean maybe we both read over that like why it was important but i kind of forgot did it that help her channel he, the power? Did it do anything? No they stress like he
0: must have it. Doing his getting dreams. Why haven't you given her the crystal? And it's like the crystal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that was not important. But it was. So I don't. I don't really know. I felt like it was kind of MacGuffin, but it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. I got a question <laughs> for you. Well, this is a what do you Meh. think sort of question. <laughs> whatever. Meh, it'll whatever. come into play. She's like magic. She's got to have a familiar and a magic talisman, you know,
1: yeah.
0: um, when she's in a terrible situation and it'll be the thing that like saves her and we learn it's sentient this whole time or something. Um, do you think and I'll tell you my answer here, but do you think that um, that Constantine will resurface?
1: Um, Maybe, but I don't I don't know like what I think it will. But the point would be, really... Because anything in Moscow or anything anywhere else would probably be more... Um, I don't want to say powerful, but, like... You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like, he didn't really seem to have any kind of real sway other than with, like, these villagers, you know, and, and Anna. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think... Well,
0: I guess I'm... Maybe I'm just too... Re- too much of a vengeful person but i think that
1: he hasn't gotten his comeuppance yet and i think that's gonna happen i think we're gonna come across him again it'd be interesting if like he got more powerful and i keep using the word powerful but you know you know what i mean nothing i don't know you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um because obviously like he is he is kind of it's like he's the reason why medved is getting more powerful but he's not really doing anything um, like like magical, or you know what I mean? He's like a vessel, he's just sowing like, feed. He's basically, and that's like what his offering is. He's uh, like, Medved is, yeah. He's like Quirrell in Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at least that's how hey, I pictured it. Vehicle,
0: him. um, and he, and kind of like a like a really like not a good guy. Like he no, realizes yeah. at the end that it's a demon, and then he totally blames it on Vasya. But he's also in love with her, but he won't like admit it to himself. And then he's just like at the, the one person who was like always been behind him, doting on him, bringing him soup. Even when he brings her soup, he's like, Ugh, cabbage. Like, dude, we're in the middle of a winter and it's like a, no one's getting any food, man. You're like scoffing. At, just leave me alone. Let me paint. Uh, which was a weird sort of the painting thing. You know, he was just yeah. like really into that. Like, leave me alone. All I didn't want to do is paint and like push the fear message and uh yeah he just got used so hard and then at the end he just so coldly leaves anna and he doesn't even acknowledge her he's just like having a conversation with the he even calls her a dog He's like she follows me like a dog disgusting
1: like wow i don't even i think maybe i just don't even want to see him in the next couple books yeah i mean he was a he was an awful person kind of reminds me of um alcar kessel from the crystal shard yeah <laughs> Right, the like slimy, yeah, yeah,
0: the slimy little wizard. He's like, I am all powerful now.
1: Yeah, but it's like, dude, you never had that power. You were just being used. Right. By... Nice crystal shard reference, yeah, Evan. Dude, I'm
0: proud of
1: you. <laughs> oh man. All right. Warmed my heart right there.
0: You got um Threw in some cringe there. Very um, All right. I knows.
1: think I think we covered the book. What do you think? I think so too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing this wild wider world and like yeah. <laughs> something I find funny is like okay we have these wildly specific spirits right like the one of the hearth the one of the bath and then we've got these like catch all ones like ah, I'm like war famine plague bad stuff like I'm death and also the one of the winter and the wind and the frost and like you know there's some really really broad ones some really really
1: specific ones like
0: I am yeah. the spirit of this little lake <laughs> there's a lot of diversity in the spirit world. I don't know what the point is there
1: And we'll see some more hopefully like i hope that i like one thing that i'm hoping for with this trilogy is that we keep a lot of this magic we keep this fairy tale feel and Mm -hmm. expand on that um i would not want to see it start getting political personally that's what i'm always worried about with second books is that in an attempt to expand and make everything more interesting you start introducing like dozens of different characters and right um maybe that'll happen i hope i hope it doesn't and if it does i hope that it's done in a way that was kind of like this where the 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 politics are kind of touched on and yeah, like the magic system yeah i mean like the the politics were very brief in this book Mm -hmm. it was just it was exactly what it needed it was hey do you want to
0: fight a war reduce taxes nah perfect done yeah (laughs) (laughs) i fully agree however i will say that we've got just enough information that she could be setting us up for that. I really hope we're not, though.
1: I have a feeling these next two books are going to be even better than this one. I think. I don't so know too. what it is. Yeah, I just I feel like, and it, you know, it's cool because, like I said a couple times, I was just not super into it for the first third of this book, but now I'm excited. I'm ready to read the second one. I've got it right next to me here. Me Probably going to start it tonight. I'm actually, like uh, I just want to see where everyone's at.
0: Uh, and that is a telling that that is a measuring stick that i put against books that i'm reading how much do i want to know how much am i thinking about them when i'm like at work like what's that character doing what's gonna happen there and i'm wildly curious as to what this next book's gonna look like so good on
1: you catherine cool i think that'll wrap it up for us for this first recap it's a good book that was a good book i thoroughly enjoyed it Cool. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode. It's been a blast and we'll see you on the next episode where we recap The Girl in the Tower. Looking forward to it. Happy reading, everyone. Bye, everybody.